This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Derek and Jason here. Derek, big day in music. Yes. Two of the biggest superstars of, of all time, right? But especially of the 90s and 2000s, first decade of, of this uh, millennium. Yes. Released new music today, one of which Britney Spears we knew was coming down today. Another was a total surprise. First look at Jennifer Lopez's new hit. Yeah, big surprise in the newsroom when we got video from Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck's uh, wedding reception. The big affair that went down in Savannah, Georgia, that we saw the shots of the walkway. Were they going to have a reception? Were they going to have a ceremony? It ended up being a huge wedding. Now we see what went down there, uh, other than just pictures of celebrities. During the the reception, Jennifer Lopez took the stage. I guess you would call it a stage, kind of the dance floor. And behind her was flanked flanked by several backup dancers at her wedding. Uh, And Ben, dutifully, the new husband, sitting there observing what's about to happen. She launches into a new song about Ben and the love she's had for him over the years. Here, take a quick listen. So, so what do you what do you, what do you make of this? This is a big, big spectacle at a wedding. You've been to many weddings. We all have a period in our life in our you know sort of late twenties and early thirties where you go to a lot of weddings. I've never seen a choreographed, fully produced number. Usually, things are a bit more spontaneous. I mean, there are planned toasts, but they feel spontaneous. You get up there for the first dance, and people then join in. This is a performance. You're at almost a concert. What does Ben think? Well, of this? you and I have never seen anything like this before, but it's right up. J-Lo's alley, right? It's exactly target, what you yeah. expect from J-Lo, which is, you know, first of all, they had this small ceremony where they say, we just want to do it privately, show our love for each other yeah. in Las Vegas. That's, that's out a, the window. That's out the window. <laughs> Instead, they have this grand spectacle in Georgia, hundreds of their closest and not so close friends. And she takes the stage as J-Lo does, and she is sensational, right? She yes. still has the voice, the range, the dance moves, the whole thing. You don't really see the dance moves, but she does still ben has it all. This? My question I don't to you is, think, what does Ben think? I think Ben dislikes it. I do too. But that said, he has shown, and like A-Rod before him, a complete deference to J-Lo and her style. And he goes along with it. He's in Italy, making out publicly, smoking his cigs when he gets a chance, when yeah. she's out of, out of ear, ear, eye shot. There um, has to be a bit of what have I gotten myself into because J-Lo- I don't think so. I think he loves her desperately until yes. the end of time. Yes, I do. I think that as well. Okay. But I think she is such a they're, they they are complementary in the sense that they are opposite kind of complementary yes. people. I think of Ben Affleck as a guy who's like fairly private, outspoken in political arenas, but a pretty private Boston guy in some ways yeah. at heart. He he didn't love the paparazzi at times. He would sort of have his Dunkin' Donuts walking in with a gruff look. Yeah. He liked to gamble a lot. He wasn't as public. Uh, yes. facing as J-Lo has been her entire life. That is just part and parcel of who she is. She's yes. very, very into the limelight. I, I, 
I don't know. If I'm sitting there as a husband, I would I would look at that moment and think, "Wow, this is going to be a ride. This well, is a lot." Look, and I, he's in his fifties now. I, I, I think don't know. we. Yeah, I tend to agree, but I think we're projecting a little bit. He sure. he he was in a very. Uh, you know, a big time celebrity relationship before he's been involved with JLo before he knows he knew what he was getting himself to. If he is sitting there going, what have I got myself into? That's on him. Yes, because he knows who JLo is exactly the same person she was with a rod constantly in front of the cameras, a rod behind the camera, literally shooting film of her all the time. Absolutely. This is what he got himself into and knew it. You're right. This is 20 years in the making. This is yes. not a whirlwind quick romance. They just met each other. Right. He knows who she is. He knows who she is. And this yeah. is the way it's been for the last six months. They've them together as well. It's it's constant. She they're not shying away from the cameras. They are going to the Grove, the enormous shopping mall here where there are cameras every day. They are going to the most popular restaurants for dinner. They are doing the Kim and Kanye tour of where we want cameras in our face all the time. You know P- what I flipped? PDA. I flipped because uh. he was with Jen Garner and had kind of the quiet marriage. Yes. At least as far as celebrity couples go, yes. they weren't very out there. Maybe he wants this. Yes. So maybe I'm misreading this and projecting because he's happy, smitten. Obviously, the song is very flattering to him. It's about can't get enough yes. of you, and maybe he's ready for just that kind of lifestyle yes. now. He's certainly going to get it. You know, we got their, their honeymoon. They're walking in the Cartier yeah. store. It's a, it's a lifestyle. So they have come up and somebody else has come up big time today. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Britney Spears, come we back. all know the story, right? Uh, uh, what was it? 13 years ago, she's got a shaved head. She's running over paparazzi with her car. Yes. She's uh, in a conservatorship. In a conservative ship. She doesn't have control of her own self. She's allegedly being surveilled. She said about her father. <laughs> she can't live anything. She's on medication. Yes. And now, not only is she free from the conservatorship, she now has a number one hit. It's wild. And and it shot up the iTunes charts. I think we'll, we'll talk about it. The, the hit is with Elton John. Elton has done things in his later career to stay very relevant. He had Cold Hearted with Dua Lipa, yes. which is a massive, which is just a lyric from one of his hit songs that has been remixed with Dua Lipa, and it was a massive hit. So he's trying it again. But interestingly, just really quickly, yeah. with Dua Lipa, he is taking somebody on the ascent, one of the yes. hottest young pop stars in the world. And now he's trying to do it with somebody who... I guess on the scent also, but after a long descent and has not been huge as a musician since the early 2000s. Yeah, although very hotly anticipated, yes. very much in the news. So he is tapping into the the zeitgeist with yes. Britney Spears, even though she has maybe passed her her singing prime. He's doing it again with this song called Hold Me Closer, which is the same trick. It's a, a lyric from Tiny Dancer. The song is sort of a an up-tempo dance song. Britney Spears is on the track. Uh, and, you know, it shot up the charts. My question is, I've listened to... Uh, part of it i haven't even completed the song but i have listened to part of it and i think it's this is the clicks are more anticipation i'm not sure this will have the enduring effect that the cold-hearted song which is actually a bop you turn that on in your car oh, and it God is sakes, a lot of fun bop. <laughs> you 40 something year old man for god's sake but uh what do you think of hold me closer as as a track musically not whether yeah. it's number one on itunes i give it full credit there's a lot of anticipation will it have the sustainability so just to set this up i i'm of an age where i was both an elton john fan at the tail end of his real pop superstardom yes. and at the beginning of britney spears uh, i was not too old to also love britney spears and be a fan of her when she you know was with giant starburst sure uh this is a terrible song <laughs> it's it, it, it's awful. Tell us what it's you really awful. think. Tiny yeah. Dance is a great song. This is a remix of that. It is really, really difficult to listen to. And the thing that I found most shocking about it because we've been hearing about this is the you know this is going to be released. We've heard about that. We know that it's going to be the uh, comeback song for Britney Spears. 
if she, if we didn't know she was on this track, we couldn't listen to this and learn she's on this track. There's yeah, very heavily little, auto-tuned. Well, not only that, she doesn't sing without harmonizing until two and a half minutes into the song. It's just a harmony between the two of them yeah. where her voice, and it's heavily, heavily auto-tuned to the point it, it sounds it sounds fake. It, yes. it, but and he has it. such a distinct baritone yes. kind of sound that it sounds like just Elton John for yeah. a long point in the song, and then she has her little solo yeah. moment. I mean, I'm trying not to be sort of the old man looking down on on pop music, but it's the kind of thing. There's no musicality to it. It yeah. is simply his old song that has been put through a machine and spit out the other side with a tiny bit of an input from her. I'm actually disappointed that we didn't hear more from her. We've been hearing so much about how she's back. And look, she's never been a great singer, and time yeah. only t- time she's takes not Christina Aguilera, right? Exactly. Yeah. But she's always had a a thing about her that's made her one of the biggest stars in the world for a long period of time. And I'm really disappointed it came out like this. I think we're going to see a lot more. I think people okay. disagree, yeah. but she dipped her toe in. It shot up to number one. There's obviously an appetite amongst consumers for Britney Spears music. She seems happy. She's newly married. She loves dancing. I mean, if you go to her Instagram, all she does is dance. She's still got music in her soul. I think she'll release more projects and you may see more sort of solo work. And then we can judge that. But I'm going to reserve judgment. I, I think this is a, a not a gimmick. A, a gimmick reserve is judgment. Or, What's your opinion on the song? I don't think the song is good, but I'm not going to hold that against Britney Spears oh, fair necessarily. Enough. Oh, I'm going to say this is sort of a, a sort of gimmick done that, that Elton John does with certain artists. I don't hold. I like the Dua Lipa song, but I don't like it because it's Dua Lipa. I like it because it scratches no, that, some sort of nostalgia for Elton well, John. Well, I thought that song was was good. It's better. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, better. Yeah. But I, I'll, re, I'll I want to see what Britney does or if she does anything after this. She said, look, she posted. She said, okie dokie. It's my first song in six years. Uh, she's very excited about the public's excitement to have her back. And I think she will tap into that and continue to make music because it seems to make her happy. Maybe, maybe maybe your point is right. Maybe I'm being too harsh. Maybe the, the point is not how great this track is. The point is that she is back, that she is certainly has a number one song, is as famous as she's been in a long, long time. Yep. And good for her for coming back this far. There's more work to do because we'd like to hear put out music of her own. Right. That's that's good. And if you're looking to trace sort of the arc of Britney Spears, because she's been through a lot over 13 years, we have a new special on Tubi called uh, No BS Britney Spears. Uh, it's, it's, it's fantastic because it gives a sense of the entirety of her life. And this is yeah. sort of a, a culmination, a sort of nice note coda at the, it's not the end though, it's sort of the middle of her life. What will become well, a Britney Spears? It's the end of a chapter, right? The conservatorship yeah. chapter ends with, and the new chapter begins with the release of this song. Britney's life has been this kind of roller coaster. There's a theory for celebrities, you stop aging when you become famous. A conservator should not be getting a cut. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N.
let's shift gears a little bit. Where let's get off music. Let's yes. let's get into Rocky. Oh, I thought we were going to. Uh, I thought we were going to uh, the Donald Trump affidavit. Let's go to Rocky. Nah, I like that let's, better. Let's let's make a stop okay. at, at at Rocky. So, you know, this has been a a huge huge week for me with the surprising, the shocking divorce of Jennifer Flavin and Sylvester Stallone. They've been married for twenty five years. For you because you're a huge Sly fan. I am a massive massive. You you know this about me. There are very few sort of personages that sort of define my life. Sylvester Stallone and Richard Nixon are big people in yes. my mind. So when something happens with them, um, you know, I had a Rocky poster in my room. Anyway, Sly's divorce is a very, very big deal to me. Uh, and the way it happened was shocking because she filed this petition, uh, sort of said he might be hiding assets. He had just gotten a tattoo on his arm that, um, you know, she he had covered a, up an old, tattoo, covered of up an old right. tattoo of Jennifer Flavin with, with a, a dog. dog. Yeah. Uh, well, now he's making his first uh, appearance uh, and it's for a screening of his latest film which is Samaritan which I'm very excited about it's a sort of new take on superhero movies he hasn't been in the Marvel universe he's he's sort of doing his own thing um, so I'm very excited about this and you said it's gotten good reviews it's gotten it's gotten strong word of mouth is okay. what I've heard okay. uh, so I haven't seen it and and I don't think people had screened it in, in, yeah. yet uh, but it's gotten strong word of mouth I'm very excited about it but everyone wanted to see what he looks like. What is the state of Sly? And he looks great. He looks I mean, fantastic. he's going through a divorce after 25 years that could weigh heavily on you. He's all smiles. He's obviously in impeccable shape. He always has yeah. been, though. There's not really a post-breakup hotness when yeah. you're just Sly. He's got a lot going for him, right? He wearing he's wearing what I think is probably a fifteen thousand dollars suit. It's yeah. one of the most beautiful garments I've ever seen on a human being before. He's always been in perfect shape. He's aged very well. Yeah, um, he's had a little work done. Sure, we all know about sure. that. That face is a little different. A little different, but he he really did look terrific in these photos. But the all smiles part, I'm not sure. I, I we only saw a few pictures mm -hmm. come out, and I think there was some sadness behind the eyes. It had to be right. Maybe I'm maybe I'm projecting that into it. I wouldn't have seen it, but for knowledge of their divorce. I think there's always some sadness that that's yeah. go, that goes on, even when you're ready to put to bed a 25 year relationship. There's sadness that comes with closing at you know a quarter of your a quarter of a century. That's a yeah. big part of your well, life. The mother, even if there's some three, relief. The mother of your three children. The yeah, thing, there's yeah. sort of a breaking up of a family unit. She, uh, Jennifer Flavin posted the picture with the three daughters and so, uh, sort of a united front. So there could be some more drama, sort of orienting themselves in opposition to, yeah. to Sly or something. But he did put on a brave face. He's just the consummate movie star. I think of him in, up there with like the Tom Cruises of the world. He's not going to show sort of weakness in public and uh, we'll see where it goes from here. I'm, I'm curious to see who he starts dating, but we'll continue following Sly. Oh God. Now let's if, move if on. If it was only you that he started dating. My, the happiest <laughs> just, moment of your life. My heart is full. Actually, let's let's do Caitlyn Jenner real quick. Okay. Uh, because I think it's a really interesting story. You know, it came out over the weekend, oh, I'm sorry, over the last couple of days that Caitlyn Jenner, who famously had been opposed to Leah Thompson, the yeah, pen swimmer, pen, pen swimmer, uh, very outspoken. She, she, Leah Thompson was uh, born, born a man, had transitioned to be a woman, was swimming for the pen swim team, and was breaking all sorts of NCAA records. And a lot of people coming down on both sides of the debate saying, "Is it fair that a trans woman is that an okay term? Trans yeah, woman, that's trans right. woman. Okay, yes, a trans whether a trans woman should be able to compete against biological." born women, um, whether that's fair or if it's an unfair advantage. I think it, most people, including Caitlyn Jenner, came down on the side that it's unfair. Yes. It's an unfair advantage for a biological man to be competing against biological women. And Caitlyn had a big voice in this. Obviously, Caitlyn was uh, the most famous when Bruce Jenner person, right. was, it was a was a uh, very, very famous athlete. The greatest so, athlete in the world. So people listen and right. look to Caitlyn Jenner on this issue because it obviously implicates her life. Right. Well, She's changed her tune just a bit when it comes to a different sport. Yeah, on golf. And Caitlyn Jenner, just so everyone is up to speed, Caitlyn Jenner is a big golfer. Yes. Bruce, uh, 
Bruce Jenner was a decathlete. Caitlyn Jenner is a big golfer. Yes. Um, and so there's a new issue with 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 a transgender woman who biologically male but wants to compete on the LPGJ. LPGA tour as a transgender woman. Yeah. And so obviously Caitlin's thoughts on this issue, you would expect her to take the same position she took with Leah Thomas, which is there's a competitive advantage. Uh, there shouldn't uh, for a biological man who has become a transgender woman to compete in this way. But she took a different tack. Listen, golf is a totally different game. Uh, it is a game of touch and feel. Um, it is about your ability around the green to get the ball close out of the bunker, your ability to putt. She's playing within the rules. Uh, let's see how this thing works out. Um, it'll be interesting. Uh, but I don't think she's in a position where she's going to be dominating on the LPGA Tour. Let me start with this. Is there anything to Caitlyn Jenner's argument that swimming is a sport about raw athletic ability and golf is a sport that requires a skill set that isn't necessarily linked to raw physical strength in the same way. There's something to it. It doesn't go very far. There's a right. reason why we have a uh, PGA Tour populated entirely by men and an LPGA Tour populated entirely by women because there's a distinct advantage that men have in their strength uh, that that puts them so that most that that women can't compete with the very top male golfers in the world, and that's just the reality of it. And we can try and tap dance around it all we want, but it's not going to get us anywhere. There's a reason we we, we have this. The, I think that's the, right. She's the, sort of cherry picking here. Right. That yes, there are touch and feel elements where there yeah. isn't as big of a disparity between the genders. Putting, for putting, instance, no I, I would imagine there's the no gender. disparity. Anyone right. can putt. It's all touch and feel. Yeah. Driving is a different. Dri different situation entirely. Long iron play. It, it, the, the thing, uh, the thing about Caitlyn Jenner is she knows better than this. Yep. she knows better than this. She's. It seems like a self-serving argument in some in some respects. She has said, "What is she serving though?" Because well, I, I agree, it does sound self-serving. But she's not on the LPGA tour. No, but what she, is she serving? She, first, she says she plays from the women's tees when she plays, yep. which I find odd. You know, given that she prior to transitioning was a really excellent male golfer yeah. um, uh, and then all of a sudden changes genders and plays but that's that's her own identity and she has to deal with that and however she wants but but uh, you know th th there's all sorts of uh, of tournaments and things like that that I'm sure she enters into as, as a, based on what I'm hearing now as a woman and yep. probably does quite well where she may not do as well she's an almost 70 year old man a woman I'm sorry yeah so I, I, I don't know what to say I mean I, I found it interesting also I found it weird that in that soundbite that we had that she says, we, we made the argument about Leah Thomas and we said these things about her and we won that one. Who was she saying when she said we? Yeah. Society as a whole, trans women, who won the fight against Leah Thomas? I'm not sure who she was speaking about. There. Yeah, I'm not. It's not entirely clear. I think she thinks that her side of the debate, uh, you know, had more persuasive force and they, they, they won the debate. And it's most people now, I think Caitlyn Jenner thinks. Uh, believe Leah Thomas shouldn't have been swimming against other biological women. Yes, I think that's what she's saying. But you're right. This this is a it's it's a very fraught uh, sort of topic, and there is something to be said that there's a spectrum of sports. Right? I would think of sprinting as a purely athletic feat. I think. And I think swimming probably. And I think swimming is closer to sprinting. Yeah. And then there's golf and baseball and things like that, which involve hybrid. But all or most sports and certainly sports that are divided between their male and female leagues yeah take this into account i mean there is an lpga tour to your point for 
a, a reason. There's a there are, there are divided women's basketball leagues for for a reason. There's a WNBA. And by and the way, an there, are, there are many many sports that do not segregate between the genders. That's uh, right. Horse racing, uh, auto racing, some other things where shooting where treme- a gun, tre- tremendous skill involved. But it's not your athleticism to the point that you were making that necessarily you require a, a separation of the of the genders. Really quickly, I don't think this debate will go away. We'll hear more about this, I'm sure, right. as, as time goes on. Really quickly, I want to talk about the uh, Trump Mar-a-Lago affidavit that was released today. Uh, you know, something that you and I do, we're both lawyers, and something we like to do is really simplify things as much as possible, both because, you know, we work in a, you know in an office without other lawyers, and so it's it's good to talk. Yeah. And two, we can only understand things on a very simple level as well. That's right. Let's, let's contextualize a little bit. Yeah. People called for the release of the affidavit, including Donald Trump. Donald Trump said release this thing. I want the public to see the he trumped said, up reason it, that they were going Trump after me. He's That's not, what he thinks. Interestingly, he said that publicly when they got into court, his lawyers did not take that same stance. They right. said, they, the judge said, what do you guys think about the release? They said, we don't take a position on this. We're going to leave it to the Department of Justice to make the claim. Um, so j- just to back up a little bit historically. Sure. So Donald Trump leaves office in January of 2021. In May of 2022, after a long series of negotiation, months and months and months, the National Archives and Records Association Association uh, National Archives yeah. uh, that handles documents, historical records for the United States government, reaches a deal with him and says he, he's going to turn over what records he has. All presidents, when they leave the White House, pack up boxes. Yes. But you have to take special care in what you're packing up because you obviously, as president, have access to things like classified materials that you're not allowed to that have as a private citizen right. anymore. Exactly. And so he, in May, turned over to the federal government 15 boxes of documents. The National Archives folks went through those documents and they fa- they were stunned to see what they found. They found, I think it was 29 documents marked top secret. And, and despite what the former president is now saying, they were never declassified. And as a private citizen, he cannot now declassify them. So they were classified documents, top secret, the highest possible form of, of secrecy in our in our government. You, in Some of these documents are not even permitted to be read in anywhere other than a contained, sealed room guard, guarded by Secret Service agents. And he had these in a, apparently, some in a safe, but others in a closet in Mar-a-Lago, these 15 boxes. Yeah, the storage and the maintenance of these materials is very important because the information in them can't be accessed by third parties. What they say, in, they look through these 15 boxes in the documents, they say a lot of them were intermixed with yes. regular documents, newspaper clippings, which obviously he's allowed to have, and we know he famously loves to clip articles about himself. But you can't mix your top secret uh, classified material right. with your newspaper clippings. And so well, he, the, had taken them, he had taken the top secret documents according to the affidavit, taken them out of their envelopes. They were unenveloped, right? And they were mixed in with things like newspaper articles and other pedestrian uh, uh, documents and they were just sort of shoved back in boxes with all this stuff so the National Archives gets all this material and, and it's a hundred and some documents that were classified some of them top secret and they say and then they start talking to people who know people who have been to Mar-a-Lago people who speak on the condition of anonymity with the federal government and they say they, he only gave you what he wanted to give you there are countless other documents they have at Mar-a-Lago the National Archives goes back to Trump Trump says I don't know what you're talking about I'm not giving you anything else so they then have to issue, get a search issue, the, issue the request for the search warrant affidavit where they identify all these witnesses. Now, we don't have – and what was released today, we don't have that information. It's all been redacted out. We don't have the names of the witnesses for good reason. We don't have anything of what they said was at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, to clarify, this isn't the return from the search warrant. This was the basis to go in and seize stuff from Mar-a-Lago. So they then grabbed stuff. 
But that's on the return from the search warrant, the inventory of stuff that they actually grabbed. We, we will get that. that. We will get that at some point. That will yeah. come out what it is that President Trump still had there. But the National Archives, importantly, the reason for the search warrant is because the National Archives knew when it received, when it got what it got, they said, there's still more out there. He has not returned to us. Let's go talk to witnesses. And lots of witnesses said he's got classified information galore stored in all sorts of wonky places within the uh, within Mar-a-Lago. They tried to get that back voluntarily. He shut them down. That's when they got went in, and that's when they did the raid. Let me ask you a question. I want to take a step back. Does anyone care about this in terms of, if you're a Trump supporter, you're going to see this as, why are they raiding his house to to get these documents back into the National Archives? Was he trying to do something nefarious with the documents is what I think people care about, not whether he stored them in a banker's box or in a safe. That's what I, I worry that this will somewhat backfire because it seems sort of pedestrian Doesn't, to most people. I don't huh. know. I'm a, I'm genuinely genuinely asking. One, one like, of the, I think he will play this one as, of the category, okay, go look in yeah. how, how Obama stores his documents. I bet you'll find newspaper clippings too. One of the categories of documents that is purportedly within what he took with him are nuclear secrets. Big deal. Ta- discussions about our nuclear program, top secret classified information about our nuclear program. I don't care if you like Donald Trump or not. And by the way, People that I support have all sorts of foibles and problems. And when it goes too far, we have as Americans, as citizens of the earth, we can all admit that we don't want nuclear secrets on the loose. Mm. People, housekeepers, guests, security guards, lots of people have access to all of Mar-a-Lago. Donald Trump is not there. He's, He's rarely there. He's been spending most of his time in New York. Who, how is this stuff being maintained? I, we have a right as citizens to know that. I don't care. It's not political at this point any, anymore. Yeah. It is all documents will that make are classified, it political, believe yeah, you me. Though. All documents yeah. that are classified need to be kept in the proper way. I, I don't even really understand a counter argument. I think his counter, and I don't think it's very, but I think what he will say is, I think all former presidents do this and they're picking on oh, me. Really? I think that's what Donald Trump will, say, it, will say is like, go look at George W. Bush's uh, banker's boxes. Go look at Obama's. We all store stuff and they didn't a search warrant on me. Yeah. I'm, I'm but, being but persecuted that's, that's by not, a that's rogue not, FBI but agent. But it's just not true, right? George W. Bush walked out, inventoried every single thing he had and left it all behind. Right. Barack Obama left it all behind. Not one of these people has ever taken a single classified document. Now, is, is Donald Trump can say, oh, I think they did. Well, right. uh, okay. I right. mean, what, 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 what am I supposed to do with that? What am I supposed to do? He's with done it to his advantage time and time yeah. again, it, yeah. which is the frustration with him, right? Yeah. Is is he will just say this stuff to cast aspersions with no foundation towards right. towards other presidents to, to make it look like he's under assault. And that's what I find uh, strange and, about the whole scenario is there's no there's no truth you can put in front of him that deters him. And by the way, Barack Obama, if you stole nuclear secrets from the White House and didn't respond, they were top secret and didn't respond, you need to go to jail too. There you go. There you go. There, Jason's on the record. All Throw right. Obama in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye.